Hello you beautiful cycling fans and welcome back to another A1 show Vuelta Special. Could it be any better? This may just be our Italian 90 if you're an Irish listener. We have Sam Bennett merging victorious in today's stage 3 and we also have our very own Nicholas Roach in the leader's jersey. Got a lot to get through today. A very, very proud day to bring this podcast as an Irishman. So let's jump right into it. So before we get started, let me give honourable mention again to our show sponsor for the Vuelta, Missing Peace, their customer furniture company based out of Ardara in County Donegal. If anyone hasn't been up Donegal direction, you need to go and check out the cycling up there. Royce de Ross went through there in 2017 i think it was my last ross with aqua blue and it's epic climbs up there i was getting pushed up some of them more gap and stuff but anyway i diverge uh one of the things i really like about missing piece it's father son operation but it's all custom stuff and i mentioned on yesterday's podcast that it'd be really cool if they sent me out some swag Lucky our sponsors are also listeners, so I had the lads on to me today, and they're going to send me down some custom chopping boards, so I'm looking forward to getting them, and you can get it engraved whatever message you want, which is really cool, but one of the reasons I was excited about getting those guys on the podcast as a show sponsor, I'm a sucker for some custom stuff, and I love custom bikes, I love any sort of custom fixtures, like I rather than buying you know a bike rack i always love like i can make one or i'm not that handy so i'd love it if my dad can make one or something like that it always means just that much more and that's what they bring to it as well all the stuff is custom oak so that's really cool so i can't wait to get my custom chop boards and coasters down so thanks for the guys for that in missing piece the link to missing piece is it's the website's just missingpiece.ie but the link is in the show notes and description down below depending on where you're listening so on into the action we jump stage three of the vuelta a España. it promised to be a sprint stage and it was a sprint stage uh drama wise we didn't have a lot of drama today it went according to scripts according to the bookies plan it definitely went according to bennett's script uh I suppose we had Gaviria dropped on the climb, which was, I don't know if this was the easiest stage on the Vuelta. I don't want to say it was the easiest stage on the Vuelta, but it was the easiest stage on the Vuelta. The Vuelta's epic, and that climb was sticky enough today, but it was probably the easiest stage, and Gaviria got dropped. Like, that is not boding well for Gaviria. Like, his team was riding earlier on as well. Like, UAE are on the front riding, and then Gaviria gets dropped. Like, what's going on with that? Surely if he was on a bad day, he's communicating that to the team and uh, saving energy. He's also bandaged pretty heavily from the crash in the team time trial on day one. Uh, he hasn't had a good start. Uh, do you remember back a couple of years ago uh, when Gaviria was at quick step and it just looked like we were ushering in this new era of the dominant Colombian sprinter, but it just hasn't happened. The move to UAE, you know, it didn't work out too well for Dan Martin. It hasn't worked out brilliant for uh gaviria so yeah who knows who knows uh it didn't take the shine off bennett's finish but uh, we'll finish up this evening's podcast uh, at the end i'm gonna give you a bit of a preview of what's come tomorrow maybe that's one of the things we'll look at uh for tomorrow is they could spoil the party on bennett it's gaviria and he wasn't there today and he we know he's a super super fast man on his day so could he spoil the party on bennett tomorrow who knows 
interesting to see that Jumbo Visma were riding close to the end. Uh, Tony Martin doing what Tony Martin does, the Panzer Wagon, absolutely lining the bunch out, keeping Roglic safe. So Roglic has obviously communicated to the boys, I'm good, I'm going for GC. He's 30 seconds back, I think, at the moment, uh, after Jumbo went down in the TT the other day. But, yeah, he's still, he's still, I think he's still the bookies' favourite, and I think he'd still be my favourite at this point. So no surprise to see Tony Martin up there in Jumbo Visma. But, by the way, did you see the speed those boys were riding at? There was a 20-minute period where I heard in commentary where they averaged 59 kilometres an hour for 20 minutes. That's not downhill. That's on the flat. Like, that's insane. These lads are machines. And then how you get the sprinters coming off that speed and able to accelerate. It's beyond me. They're superhuman levels of strength uh, at these Grand Tours. It's unbelievable. So today's stage win, it predictably enough, came down to a bunch sprint. And we have the fastest man in the world. Yes, you heard it right. You heard it here. Sam Bennett, the Carrick man, is the fastest man in the world. And he won the stage from Toons in second and Mescheck in third. Uh, obviously, the notable absentee there was Gaviria, who we talked about. So let's dive in and have a little talk about Bennett for a second and what this means. Like, we're in such a golden era for our cycling at the moment with Bennett rolling the stage win, Roach is in the overall lead. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like, it was unbelievable to hear Wiggins saying in uh, commentary on Eurosport that we all know Bennett is the fastest man to, for Bradley Wiggins to know Bennett's name I know obviously Bradley Wiggins knows who Bennett's name but you know Bennett there was a lad we used to race week in week out here in Ireland and uh, to see him on the TV is mental to hear the Carrick accent on the TV is mental again but then to hear Bradley Wiggins one of the greatest riders of all time saying we all know Bennett's the fastest man that was interesting. That was really cool. Uh, they were speculating, saying, you know, oh, Bennett done the right thing yesterday, uh, saving energy. I had alluded on the podcast yesterday that Bennett didn't look like a man who sat up yesterday, that he looked like a man who was toast yesterday. So in his interview after, he even came out and he said, you know, I'd love to say sitting up yesterday was intentional, but it just wasn't. So he's a man who... He gives it all. He gives it all. He's like my dog when my dog goes up to the park chasing squirrels. He's a man who gives us all, puts it all in there, leaves nothing left. Uh, on, a, on a mad segue, I was telling you last time I got a trampoline. Uh, Bellicon sent me out a trampoline. I haven't fully uh, done my research on it, but I'll get a, I'll get a YouTube video. Yeah, maybe I'll do a little section on the podcast and I'll get a YouTube video up about it. The trampoline is so much crack, it's unreal. It's a trampoline for the house, so you don't lash your head off the ceiling. It's the first thing. But I defy you to jump on the trampoline and not smile. It's You feel like a child when you're on it. But there's also a bunch of benefits which I'll catalogue them on the YouTube videos. It's a great recovery aid for lymphatic drainage and clearing waste products and a bunch of other recovery things. But it's serious crack. Anyway, that was a segue. Uh, yeah, so Bennett today, yeah, clearly the fastest man. When he went, there was no going with him. We got to remember because it's kind of flown under the radar this year. Because when we talk about Bennett, what we seem to talk about a lot is Sagan and how Sagan's the top dog there, Team Peter, and Bennett's omission from the Giro and Bennett's omission from the Tour. Sam Bennett's won 12 races this year. He's just off the back of winning three stages at the Big Bank. Like, it's a phenomenal achievement from Bennett. And the pressure he puts on himself was clear. You could hear it in the after show. Like, he said, I can't tell you how relieved I am. 
whether I went hard or I went easy in that stage, my legs felt bad. So that means a lot to me to win a Grand Tour stage, and especially in the Irish Champs jersey. I'm really proud to wear that Irish Champs jersey. Like, he's a very, very proud Irish man, a Carrick man. And he jokingly referenced to his, uh, they asked him, was Sean Kelly a oil of his? And he jokingly said, Sean Kelly, I thought that was the name of Sports Centre. Uh, so uh, he's a bit of a character, Ben. You can see he's not as polished as Saigon, the boys are doing the interviews after stage, but he's, he'll grow into it. Uh, he's a very likeable lad. Uh, but yeah, all that focus, when we put the negative attention on him missing the Giro, missing the Tour, we take away from the fact that he's won 12 bike races in a season. That's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. There's good riders go through their whole career without ever winning 12 bike races. He's unbelievable. And the way he's learning his craft, and he's becoming an apprentice of his craft, he spoke about how a lot of it's just he's getting stronger, and when he gets stronger, the race slows down because you're not as in the red, so you can make these decisions a little bit easier. But it was so interesting to hear him talking about momentum and coming from behind. And I'm sure there was like a handful of people in the world truly understood the intricacies of what he was talking about. But he seems to be a man who can sprint with his train. You know, sometimes we see Archie balls. They got it kind of wrong today. Uh, and Bennett had to go solo. He had to go trek in the last couple of K. Like Archie Ball tried to go left. Trek came over him on the top on the right, and Bennett had to hop on that train. But he seems to be a man who's equally adept at sprinting with a train or sprinting without the lead out train. Uh, he's learning his craft and he's honing his craft and he's getting stronger each year. He's getting faster each year. And we've seen in Bink Bank, he's one of the best, if not the best, sprinter in the world at rough and tumble. If you're gonna try and knock Bennett off a wheel, you better be sure you have the you have the cojones because he's coming back at you with a head, with a shoulder, whatever it takes. He's a scrappy little sprinter. Even back when he won his first tour of Britain stage, with on post, he was scrappy. He was knocking Viviani off wheels. And if I remember, I think Viviani squared up to him after the stage. So, uh, yeah, Sam Bennett, the fastest man in the world, like. What does this do for kids watching the TV now? You know, I grew up watching Miguel Indurain and Lance Armstrong on the TV and I was super motivated to get into cycling. Imagine the impact it has if you're from Carrick, if you're from Waterford, if you're from, you know, Ireland. If you're seeing Sam Bennett, the Irish national champion, on the screen, some of these people around Carrick, the kids know Bennett. They've been out training with Bennett. They're neighbours with Bennett. The knock-on effect this is going to have in our cycle is going to it's going to echo for the next generation. So, the Bennett and Roach have something to, we uh, something to thank them for, uh, and the legacy they're leaving for our cycling because it's been a big, it's been a big gap really since the Kelly and Roach uh, days, and now the boys are really stepping up and filling it. Uh, Nico pulled on the red jersey for a second day. You know, it's absolutely brilliant. Last time he only held it for a day. This time he's holding it for a second. You would imagine he should hold on to it tomorrow. Uh, he Nico said afterwards, I'm happy to hold red. Uh, one day more than I held it last time. Uh, tomorrow, the weather looks bad. So Nicolo, Nico's worried about the wind tomorrow. Rain is also forecast. Uh, I, there's a cat tree about 25 kilometers in the finish, and then it's basically downhill into the finish. I don't know it's a hard one uh the cat tree isn't it doesn't look as sticky as yesterday's climb nowhere near as sticky as yesterday's climb i can see bennett getting over it and my prediction is i can see bennett winning tomorrow uh i think a reduced i can't gaviria is not going to get over tomorrow he didn't get over today and it was way easier he's definitely not getting over tomorrow so yeah i think it's a big reduced bunch sprint we'll call it tomorrow
wind, very exposed tomorrow. So the wind is going to play uh, a big role. <coughs> Excuse me. The wind's going to play a big role tomorrow. So hopefully Nico can stay up front. He's always quite good at that. Sniffing out the right the right wheel and the crosswind. So hopefully he can stay up front, stay out of trouble, and hold that jersey for another day. Wednesday, it's when the GC pops off. So then we're going to see if, if Roach has the minerals because we're getting into some quite mountainous terrain terrain that Quintana would call home some call hell he calls home for any of the movie aficionados out there that one's from Rambo First Blood Part 1 I think yeah when the colonel says if you go into John Rambo after them woods you better remember one thing a good supply of body bags some classic 80s cheese I was having a look at the old buckies I'm, I'm fond of a flutter from time to time as I'm sure many of you who are listening in countries that have legal betting uh, are also some we've some great online betting sites and you know even if you're in a country that doesn't have legal betting not encouraging you to break the law but you could always use a vpn nordvpn do a pretty sweet job been using them myself that's not a paid plug that's just something i use uh, we have each way in gc of sniffing around on and there's some value bets in gc each way if you put an each way bet on gc it pays out the first three so it'll pay a podium and you know we obviously have all our you know big contenders your your Quintanas and your Rogliches who are the Stonewall favourites for a podium but when you start sniffing around outside the obvious ones at the value bets it's a couple I picked out Valverde in there 11 to 1 it could be worth a couple of quid it could be worth a couple of quid but then the real value ones Pierre Latoura 50 to 1 like we seen yesterday was a tough stage lads who were there yesterday they're going to be there there or thereabouts Nickel at 80 to 1. The race leader is at 80 to 1. Like, I don't see Nickel getting a podium. I could see him getting a top five, but if, if you can get a top five, you can get a podium. So, and David Formolo at 100 to 1. Now, obviously, he's in Bora with Rafa Mica, who you would think is the protected rider there. But David Formolo looked stronger yesterday. So, yeah, it's another value bet. So, I'm going to go with a couple of quid on Formolo. And a couple of quid on Pierre Latour as some outside bets. Look, this is the Vuelta. This is not the Tour. It's you, Traditionally, the Vuelta has been the race where a lot of debutants will make their Grand Tour debut. The feel for that reason isn't as thick. It's not as stacked. The top guys are there. But when stuff starts going wrong, people are like, you know what? It's the end of the season. Let's just jack it. Uh, heads get thrown faster. The world media attention isn't on it as much as the tour, and you can get guys like it wouldn't be crazy to think that a Formula or a Pierre Latour can sneak onto a podium as an outsider. So, there you go, you heard it here first, guys. I love bringing this podcast to you. Uh, the best way to support me and support the podcast is obviously check out our show sponsors, share it around on social. You guys do a great job hashtags the a1 show or a1 podcast on twitter send me in comments i'll start reading out tweets that are uh, sent in across twitter with those two hashtags also we have our eight week challenge roll at the moment i'm going to pop a link in the description down for that if you're struggling for motivation for the end of the season jump on that eight week challenge i'm on it at the moment it's epic there's a bunch of you guys already started uh, i need some i need people we need community on this uh, morning routine the more people that are on this the more powerful it's going to be also, we have our training camp, which is going to be awesome. And that's in Cambrils in Spain from November 9th to 15th. I'm going to pop a link in the show notes and description for that as well. 
So we'll get down to them show notes and start clicking. Thanks for listening, and I will be back tomorrow for stage four of the Vuelta a España.